0: go ahead and be seated. And I believe, do we have any announcements this morning? No announcements this morning? Can we play that right now? Okay, go ahead and and, let Here's a quick update with how much we've accumulated for Faith Forward.
1: Let's continue to give towards our pledges so we can make our goal.
2: That would be me. How are you guys doing? I decided I'm going to preach today. (laughs) It's a joke. Can I get a chair up here? I don't know if you all know, but this is September. Of course you know, but what I meant to say is September is a special month. If somebody could move this out of the way for me. Would you mind having a seat, Pastor Sergio? And the reason why... September is such a special month is because Pastor Sergio was born in September. Many, 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 many years ago. (laughs) So his birthday is on Wednesday, and I just wanted to take this opportunity to bless him, to honor him. The Bible says to give honor where honor is due. And so as his wife, I want to speak a blessing over him. And I just want to thank God for giving me such an amazing man. To all of you, I want you all to know that the man that he is here every Sunday, that's the man that he is at home. He's always been obedient to the voice of God. He's always led our home with his spirit first. In the hardest times, when everything came against us, when all hell was beating us down, he stood up and said, As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Circumstances have not kept him from obeying the call. He has not let uh, money, jobs... Holmes, nothing. He has not let anything keep, keep him from pursuing what he knows God has told him to do. So I just wanted to speak this scripture over you from Deuteronomy 28. It's a promise that God spoke to his people. If you obey me, these are the things that I'm going to do for you. And I know that, God, that uh, Pastor Sergio has been obeying God. Since that moment he accepted the call of God on his life when he was 18 in that car, he has continued to obey God. And because of that, it says, if you will listen diligently to the voice of your God, being watchful to do all his commandments, which I command you this day, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth. And I declare that over you and all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you if you heed the voice of of the Lord your God, blessed shall you be in the city and blessed shall you be in the field. Blessed shall be your the fruit of your body and the fruit of your ground and the fruit of your beasts and the increase of your cattle. If you guys believe that, say amen with me because you're adding blessing to his life. You're agreeing with me, and it adds more power to what God's word says. Blessed shall you be in the city. Blessed shall you be in the field. Blessed shall the fruit of your body and the fruit of your ground and the fruit of your beasts increase and the increase of your cattle and the young of your flock. Bless Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading trough. Blessed shall you be when you come in and blessed shall you be when you go out. He comes and he goes and he's going to be blessed every time. The Lord shall cause your enemies who rise up against you to be defeated before your face. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. The Lord shall command blessing upon you and your storehouses and all that you undertake and he will bless you in the land which the lord your god gives you the lord will establish you as his holy people unto himself as he has sworn to you if you keep my commandments the lord your god will and walk in his ways and all the people of the earth shall see that you are called by the name and the presence of the lord and they shall be afraid of you and the lord shall make you Have a surplus of prosperity through the fruit of your body and your livestock and of your ground and in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers. The Lord shall open to you his good treasury, the heavens, to give the rain of your land in its season and to bless all the work of your hands. You shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. And the Lord shall make you the head and not the tail. You shall be above only and you shall not be beneath. If you heed the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you this day and watch to do them. And I believe that's a perfect example of what my husband is. He has continued to obey God, no matter what has come against him, and no matter what difficulties we've faced, he's continued to obey God. So I just want to honor you and thank you for that. Thank you because we have this awesome church. You guys are able to come here and get fed spiritually every week because of the hard work that he does. So God bless you. Who's next? Who wants to go next? So I just want to thank Pastor Sergio just for being the man he is. Um, a verse just came to my head and it says, um, A faithful man who can find in just living in the world, there's not a lot of strong men that put God first, that put him number one. And you really are, like Pastor Tina said, you always lead by your spirit. You're always quick to say a prayer. Um, when somebody offends you, you're quick to forgive them. And you're always encouraging just as a, us as a church and us um, living in Sacramento to seek God first, to seek things of the spirit. And we honor you today. And I just I um, bless you and I pray all those things that Pastor Tina spoke over you. We're going to see it come to happen. Um, just come to fruitation, and this church is going to grow so much, and it's because of you and Pastor Tina. And so we thank you for your sacrifice, your daily sacrifice of putting God first, not yourself. So thank you so much, and happy birthday. You know, it's funny. I was just thinking, like, six
3: years ago, we were just at your house. I was working at Proud Away. He was my boss, and it's just amazing to see how far we've come along, but I've just been thinking of just, you know, the word that kind of sticks in my head is just vision and faithful. I mean, I remember being at their house, and it was just the 12 of us, and I'd get so stirred in my spirit, like, man, we're going to rock Sacramento. We're going to turn. We're going to flip Sacramento upside down. God has great things for Elevate Life Church, and I remember, you know, seeing you, the plowing, the you know sticking you know hard work into the ground and just with your family and moving and everything that goes on but you were faithful faithful to what God did, and so I just really want to honor you and bless you, and I really just believing in this next season as we're, you know, saving up and our pledges are being done for our new building that God is going to begin to open new doors. I speak favor. I speak um, new places, new people. I speak things upon your life that God's going to begin to open doors in this new season, in this new journey and new life for you, and I just thank you. Can we just give our pastor a round of applause? He is phenomenal. He is awesome. If you've ever been uh, spoken with him. He's always there with the word of encouragement, never discouragement, always pushing you and challenging you. And we're just so thankful for you. I wish you a very happy birthday and I love you so much.
4: It's time for a Raiderette to speak <laughs> with too many Niners. <laughs> so Pastor Sergio, um, James chapter 1 verse 12 says, anyone who meets a testing challenge head on and Manages to stick it out is mighty fortunate for such persons loyally in love with God the reward is life and more life so today we uh, honor you you are an incredible man an incredible man of God and I Remember the time that I did meet you. It's crazy because I went to church with your grandparents They were my first pastors and to think that years later, I'd be serving under <laughs> the same legacy um, in the times of my life where I was just ready, I was a mess, I was ready to give up, there was two individuals that walked in my life and stepped in when everybody else stepped out. And I'm who I am today because of this man, because of his wife, because of the sacrifice, because of the endless times that they have counseled me and Jessica, snap out of it, you're, you're, you're not listening. And, but myself, pretty much everybody in this room is a product of your sacrifice, of your love, and today we honor you, we love you, we are with you 110%, we have your back, we are covering you, anything that you need, you got us, you are not raising just a church, you're raising disciples and you're changing world changers, you're you're bringing people into this world that that, that are ready to make a difference, and we love you, we honor you, and this is just just a little glimpse of what God's going to do in your life, so we love you.
1: And like, like PTL said, you know, the Bible says give honor where honor is due. And today we really do just honor you, man. We honor you for all your hard work, for all your sacrifice, for all the things that are unseen, for all the times when, when life comes, comes heavy on you and it's just you and God. And we all don't see it, but it's just you fighting. And that's honorable, man. That's an example to many. I know that you're, you're, not, just a, you're not just our pastor, but you're our friend. You're a you're father. And you're an example, man. You're an example to this, not just this church, but to this city, uh, to other leaders. Um, and just, and you know, I just, I just declare that this year is going to be your greatest year ever, that God is going to continue to do the things that he started in you, you know, and I just, I just kind of go back to, you know, the situation with the car accident, you know, and man, that's God, you know, there was, there was an assignment to, to take you out, but God protected you and your family. And it's for a reason, and it's a, for a powerful reason, and I just know that God is going to continue to, to raise up other leaders with the, with the things that you put down, with the things that you give and sow into them. And so today, man, I just honor you, Raider Nation, baby.
2: Whatever about the Raiders. So if you guys would all just stand with me and um, stretch your hands as we just pray over Pastor Sergio. I just want to bless him today. And if you would just agree with me, Lord God, we just thank you, Father. We thank you, Father, for um, Sergio Lamone, Lord God. I thank you, Father, that he was born on September 16, 1971, Lord God, with a call, Father, with a purpose, Lord God, when he was in his mother's womb, Father. You formed and you knew, Lord God, everything that was ahead of him, Father. And I thank you, Lord God. I thank you for the call Lord I thank you for the blessing Lord God that has made him rich and adds no sorrow to it Father I thank you as your word says in Deuteronomy 28 Lord God that he will continue to be the head and not the tail that he is above and not beneath Lord God and I thank you that no weapon formed against him shall prosper Lord God I thank you that he's a mighty man Lord God he has the anointing follows him Lord God I thank you that he is a man after your heart Lord God And, Father, we just continue to bless him, Lord God. We add our amen to the blessing on his life, Father. We add our amen, Lord God, to the things that he's going to continue to do, Father. I thank you, Lord God, that he continues to walk, Father, like Joshua. And continues to tear down the walls, Lord God, that would keep people from coming into the kingdom, Lord God. I thank you that he is a soul winner, Father. I thank you, Lord God, he's a chain breaker, Lord God. And I thank you, Father for the anointing, Lord God, that everywhere he goes as he preaches the gospel and continues to obey you, Father, that you are with him, Lord God, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.
5: I want to say a couple things uh, for my brother here. I I don't know, many of you maybe may not know who I am, but I'm Pastor Sergio. You could be seated. Um, I'm Pastor Sergio's older brother, amen, and... (laughs) I've seen my little brother go through things that most people don't understand quite what pastors go through to get to a place to start a church to even begin to process the whole thing in your mind the attacks that come with it okay you have to understand when you go to the nations and you say I'm going to obey the call to go to any wor- any country any place anywhere when you want, Lord, I will go. The war begins. And I want to say something about my little brother. He has been through a lot of war. There's been a lot of warfare. I've, I've been, you know, when you're in, it's a family member, it's, it's a lot different. Amen. And sometimes uh, the enemy tries to come in and even tries to separate and tries to break apart. But I see the hand and the love of God on my brother and on his family It has been an example to our family, okay? And I'm not just saying that because he's my brother, those of you that know me, amen. I've seen this man and his family go through some things that, you know, most people would just bail. No, I can't do this church. I'm not going to do it. But he refused to listen to the naysayers. He refused to listen to people that didn't think it would happen and look at the fruit of this. And I want to say, sir, this is just the beginning and and the Lord given me this scripture in joshua this scripture is real close to my heart and it says in joshua 1 uh verse 6 be strong and of good courage for this people you should divide and inherit to this people you're you're part of this so listen to this divide an inheritance the land which i swore to the fathers to give them talking about our grandfather we there was a promise that most of you some of you know because we have some of you in this church That our grandfather started churches in the valley here and even here in Sacramento And As he begins to reap you have to understand the blessing that comes with this You will begin to reap And there's a promise that's connected to pastor sergio here and I say pastor Sergio because he's the pastor here Amen, and when you honor that call you reap that blessing of the pastor. Are you with me? It says that only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which my Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from, from it to the right hand or to the left hand, that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage? Nor be afraid, nor be dismayed. The Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And obviously, you've seen the sign of what happened in this car accident, those of you that don't know. And when my brother sent me those pictures, I go, ah, I know what this is. I know what this is. He just got back from another country. And the enemy tries to come in and, and attack. This is not a small thing that we are embracing. But now, the flip side is because that attack came, there's something greater on the other end, and the enemy's trying to see that. So let's not concentrate on the part, the, the negative part, but look at what God is trying to bring into all of us through the leader, Pastor Sergio Lamone. Amen. Sergio, God bless you. Another year. Hallelujah. Amen.
0: Wow. Thank you guys. Um, amazing. I wasn't expecting that. My birthday is on, on Wednesday. And I usually don't make a huge deal about the birthdays that don't have a zero or a five on them. Amen. And, you know, if it's a a five or a zero on there, yeah, you know, those are usually some good times. Or else you can go broke trying to celebrate, you know, oh, it's my 32nd. You know, what is that? You're just milking it. You know, I know a lot of people like birthdays. But that's just my philosophy. Hey, if it's a a four or five on it, amen. But thank you, guys. You really made me really feel special. And I... uh, I uh, appreciate the encouragement and thank everybody that, that shared something. And thank you so much for my, for my gift there as well. Um, I, I guess we've got cake afterwards. Please stick around afterwards and um, uh, celebrate with us. But thank you all. Um, amen? Look at your neighbor and tell him, you ready for the word? Ask him, you ready for the word? Well, we've been talking about uh, 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 lessons from the schoolyard. And I want to wrap this up. And as I'm thinking about my school days, I see my man, Marco Mark here, my, 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 my MC partner right here. We went to school uh, right right across the creek here, David Reese. And uh, that's kind of the information, uh, the, the, the motivation for this message here. We've been talking about lessons from the schoolyard. And what it is, is that truth is truth, whether you're young or old. And there are things that we learn as children that they still translate as adults, Things that we tell kids, uh, we, sometimes we forget as adults that we learned that when we we're a kid, and it still applies today. So the first week we talked about something that we learned on the schoolyard, which was sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Remember, how many remember learning that in school, you know? And sometimes as adults we forget that because we get hurt all the time because we're so easily offended. Oh, no one's going going to tell me nothing. No one's going to say that. I'm not going to take that. Listen, sometimes we got to do what our moms and dads and our yard duties and our teachers told us back in the day, and that is not let people's words affect you. There are always going to be naysayers. There are always going to be haters, and we've got to be able to move past them and remember the, the truth that sticks and stones... They might break your bones, but names and words can never hurt you. So we talked about that as the first lesson that we learned from the schoolyard. Then we talked about the second one being the story of the rabbit and the tortoise, which is that slow and steady wins the race. How many remember that story? I learned that from watching Bugs Bunny, you know, because Bugs Bunny played that role. And, you know, he raced the the tortoise and it was the same outcome. Basically, it's this that, you know, we've got to understand that it's, it's consistency, it's longevity, it's faithfulness. It's slow and steady that wins the race. And we talked about in the scriptures that even Jesus condemned the disciples for having short bursts of faith. When he told them, oh, you of little faith, when they were in the storm, because they were freaking out. Jesus, what are we going to do? He looked at them and he said, in in the Greek, it it actually translates, or in the Hebrew, it actually translates, oh, you of short bursts of faith. And I find today so many Christians, we just want a quick fix, you know. If we, you know, we get saved, we come to church for a month, and if everything don't change in four services, then, oh, well, it ain't working, you know. We want to tithe twice and be like, oh, you know, I got the breakthrough. No, you've got to be consistent. you slow and steady. It's what you do every day. It's what you do every week that is going to change your life. How many know what I'm talking about? And so we talked about that lesson, and you can get all these on the podcast uh, at iTunes and, and whatnot. And the third one we talked about, another important one was, who remembers what the third one is? I find it in my notes. It was birds of a feather flocked together. And I remember my parents teaching me this as a young child and and knowing that, you know, it it matters who you hang out with. Show me your friends. I'll show you your future. You know, I always talk. Me and Mark always uh, talk about our old school days, and we have friends that they got hooked on drugs. We got friends that they they went off the deep end. They ended up in 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 jail and went off to prison and different things like that. And and sometimes I look back and I think, you know what? A big reason that didn't happen in my life is because of the friends I had in my life. And we tell our kids that, hey, Mijo, be careful, don't be hanging out with those people. You'll be just like them. But then we grow up as adults. And look at the friends we pick. See, some of us have to go back and, and, and live out those lessons that we learned as young people. Because birds of a feather flock together. you got to choose your friends wisely. Show me your friends, I'll show you your future. So we talked about that uh, as a lesson that we learned as children. And today I want to just get into two more and wrap this up today. And, and we're going to go on to something else as we head into the months of October. But I want you to, to, to catch these ones here. I'm going to go through this first one kind of quick. Because there's something, not necessarily that I learned on the schoolyard, but while I was going to school. And it was by somebody. Uh, by the name of Smokey the Bear. How many remember Smokey the Bear? Smokey the Bear's still around? Is he still around? They probably made him a gangster or something like that now, you know. You know, a whole other thing. You know how they be doing nowadays. But back in the day, Smokey the Bear was this bear, and he wore the, the ranger hat, and he would get on TV or wherever. He would show up at the fair, and he would say, only you, come on, can prevent forest fires. Yeah, so some of you remember those things. Now, that's a lesson that was taught to us on the schoolyard and in our school days, but it really still applies to our lives today. And I wish more people would live by this because I've often said, and many of you have often heard me say this, that you're going to either carry water or carry gasoline in your life. It's amazing to me how many people like to throw gasoline on fires, People need people see a situation going on at work. Somebody, you know, gets a uh, gets a reprimanded at work and their boss calls them in and and they get, you know, written up. And here comes that gasoline person next to them. Oh, man, what happened? Oh, that's jacked up. They should not have did that to you. Dang. If I was you, I wouldn't put up for that. What you going to do? That's so jacked up. How I many you know what I'm talking about? That's a gasoline carrier. That's somebody, they don't care about that person. They want drama. They don't care about that person. They're bored. They want to see a fight. They want to see somebody get upset. They want somebody to cuss out the boss so that they don't have to. And you're the sucker that they picked for the day. How many know what I'm talking about? Oh, it happens like that on the job. It happens like that in, in, in the schoolyard. It happens, it happens like that in relationships. This is why you got to be careful who you run with. You know, some of you ladies go get your hair done and you sit in that chair and she says, how's how's your marriage going? And You go, girl, (laughs) he's getting on my last nerve and blah, blah, blah. And she says, what? And you put up with that? And she throws gasoline. Next thing you know, you leave that beauty salon and you go home and you hit your husband with a frying pan. He's like, what did I do? (laughs) But see, somebody threw gasoline on your fire and it's usually people they don't care about you they're not trying to help you they're trying to spread drama let me show you let me show you in the word what I'm talking about Proverbs 17 verse 9 you can read it on the screen behind me there I think they have that Proverbs 17 verse 9 okay look at this it says this whoever covers an offense seeks love but he who repeats a matter separates close friends see only you can prevent forest fires okay because everybody has a fire in their life everybody's mad about something everybody's going through something and we've got to make sure as followers of Jesus Christ that we are there to bring comfort and and encouragement not stir up fires one of the things that always rips through churches, and I do my best as the shepherd to use my staff and to keep this thing away, is this gossip thing that likes to attach itself to people groups. Now, people always oftentimes think of church, but it ain't just church. So you don't just try to put it on. Well, that's how church folk are. No, that's how folk are. OK, that's why at your job, come on, you know. Somebody does something at your job. I don't care what it is, the grocery store, the office building, the bank. Wherever you work, you know that there are people that are looking for the juicy gossip. You want to know what the top-selling magazines are in the world? It ain't the Wall Street Journal. It ain't even Sports Illustrated. You know what it is? Star Magazine, the National Enquirer, stuff where they be making stuff up. People still buy it. Because there's an appetite in low-level people, hear me now, in low-level people for gossip. But look at how the people of God should be, what it says there. Whoever covers an offense seeks love. Why do we always want to expose folk? Why we always want to tell when somebody is messing up or having a hard time? And, 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 and we do it in the name of, oh, we got to pray for them. I'm only telling you so you'll pray. Listen, we got to be careful of that. When somebody confides in you, if you really care about them, the thing we're supposed to do is cover them. Now, that doesn't just mean, you know, now I'm going to help you sneak around. You know, I'm going to help you in your sin. I'm covering you. No, that's not the kind of covering we're talking about there. The kind of covering we're talking about is not trying to call somebody out expose them listen for the sake of just exposing them it's different when you're trying to help but i'm talking about people that just go around and gossip and backbite it says here but he who repeats a matter separates close friends brings division we already know the word of god tells us one of the seven things that god hates the most is those that cause division those that cause division Listen, if you got issues with your work, keep it to yourself or get a new job. Don't cause division in there. If you got issues in your family, keep it to yourself, get help, or just don't hang out with them. If you got problems in this church, listen, I'm going to tell you right now, deal with them, come talk to us, or go to another church. Yeah, that's not something you hear preached in every church. But see, understand this, the last thing you want to do is cause division. Because the moment you move into a place of causing division, you've now set yourself up against God. Against God. You've you've gone from having God on your side and God being on your side to you turning around on God and now resisting God. Because he hates division. He hates division. And so that's why it's important that we understand that when when we say only you can prevent forest fires, you're going to carry gasoline or you're going to carry water. What's more refreshing? Water. Water. What has life? Water. Water. What did Jesus say we would be filled with? Living Water. rivers, he said, would come out of us. But what we got most people carrying? Gasoline. Now, gasoline's exciting. How many know people that are addicted to drama? Don't raise your hand. Don't raise your hand. I know you're sitting next to them. I know you're sitting next to them right now. They just love drama. Love drama. If they ain't got no drama, they'll watch TNT. Come on. Because TNT, hey, they got drama. That's what their, that's what their slogan is. The, 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 uh, the uh, television show, you know. And when people are addicted to drama and they ain't got no drama, they find drama. That's why viejitos watch novelas. How many know what I'm talking about? Come on, you know what I'm talking about. You have a mom or a theater or something. They never watch that stuff. Now they're 60 and you go over and it's like, when would you start watching this? They start watching it when there wasn't no drama in their lives. So now they got to go find some drama. Oh, you know it's true. Come on. You know it's true. We find drama. People are addicted to drama. Listen, let's not be addicted to drama. Let's be addicted to righteousness let be addicted to winning souls and making disciples. Let's keep going. Proverbs 16, 28. Proverbs 16, 28 says this. A dishonest man spreads strife. A whisperer separates close friends. Starting fires. We're going to start fires. We're going to cause drama. Hey, did you know so-and-so said this? Man, why don't you just stay out of that? I ain't got nothing to do with you. Yeah, but I just think he needs to know. No, what you want to do is pour some gasoline on a flame. You want to create drama and people create drama and they always think they have a good motive to do it. Well, I just didn't think it was right. Listen, love covers. Gasoline. When people come to you with problems, what are you giving them, water or gasoline? Man, my husband's tripping. You should leave that fool. What? What? What is that? Why don't you hear it out? Why don't you minister to her? Why don't you not make it about him and say, you know what, let me pray for you because you're hurting. Oh, see, we don't think like that. My prayer is we raise up disciples that think like that. Okay. Somebody comes with you complaining about somebody else. Listen, you just do your best to say, let me minister to you. Let me give you some water. You're going through it. I hear what you're saying. That's tough what you're dealing with. And help them deal with it rather than just create more drama. How many know what I'm talking about? Look at Proverbs 11:13. 13. Proverbs eleven thirteen. 13, whoever goes about slandering reveals secrets, but he who is trustworthy in spirit keeps a thing covered. We have got to learn to be discreet with other people's problems, folks. We got to be discreet. You ain't got to put it on Facebook. You ain't got to tell nobody. You know your brother's dealing with something. Why you got to be the one to go, hey, you know what? I saw so-and-so. They're all jacked up. Why we got to do that? Why don't we learn how to be discreet? I tell you why, because we don't have love. The Bible says there, we just read it, love covers. Love is there to help. Love is there not to cause more drama, cause more problems. Love cares about people. So when you see someone escalating, I like to call it this, you need to have the skill to where you could talk somebody off the ledge. I can't take this job. Stupid job. I can't stand my boss. Don't you come and go, yeah. (laughs) Because guess what? You're not going to be affected. Yeah, you're going to push them off. What's he going to do for a job? How's he going to feed his kids? They just ain't giving out jobs nowadays. Amen? There used to be a time you quit a job, you get another one quick. That time is, they they ain't around. That ain't this time you living in the 70s. Come on. That's a whole nother day. Yeah. And here you are. Yeah, you should do that. No, no, see, be that person that, that, that talks people off of the ledge when they're about to jump. Be that person that is the voice of reason, you know. And, and let me tell you this, too. Be able to identify people that are carrying water or gasoline. Because some of y'all run right to the gasoline starters. You know, you got complaints. You go run to that person. Be able. I, I like to, you know, practice this in your life because I like to always notice when I'm going through it, who's carrying the water, who's carrying the gasoline. Yes. And you know, even what the girls were, were were sharing up here really blessed me today. But that's one of the things I always try to do. When someone's just hurt, I always like to just go, wait, "Wait, wait a minute. Why don't you stop and think about what maybe that person's going through? Yeah. You know, your boss jumped on you. Man, that sucks. But you know what? Maybe your boss is going through some things. Let's stop and think about that. You see, and get yourself to a place where you can defuse situations that really aren't going to help people. Can I get an amen on this? Amen. Because as Smokey the Bear said, amen. only you can prevent forest fires. Amen? amen? So this Thanksgiving, when the whole familia comes together, <laughs> you're, going to, you're going to stop some forest fires because you ain't going to jump on that train. And when someone starts uh, complaining about tia this and tia that, you go, whoa, 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 whoa. You're going to put the water on the fire. And you're going to refresh the table. Amen? Rather than strike a match and throw some gasoline and then run out of that thing. And then you don't see each other for another year and everybody's mad. Amen? Okay. Did you guys get that today? Let me move you to this last one here then. So the last lesson I want you to get from the schoolyard is something that uh, might be foreign to some of us that didn't grow up with a father, but that's okay because God wants you to catch this today. It's some things that we should always be teaching our children when they're in school, okay, is this, listen to your father. Amen? Ooh, I got four amens on that. If I'd have said listen to your mom, everybody, amen. <laughs> Praise God. You're preaching now, Pastor. But because I said father, maybe that's a little bit foreign. Maybe some of us didn't have a dad in the home. I get that. We didn't hear that a lot. But let me just share from my experience here. I had, a, I had some great parents, and in no way, shape, or form were they perfect. Nobody's parents are. And I think that's a place sometimes we got to get over wanting our parents to be perfect. They're never going to be perfect. They weren't perfect. So, you know, you deal with the bad, and you rejoice in the good. And, you know, I had great parents, and one of the things I remember... My, my mother would, would echo to us boys is, listen to your dad. Listen to your father. Listen to him. Because sometimes, you know, I, every, I think in every home, you got times where the kids would go to the mom and they complain about dad. How many know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, teenagers don't want to give that out. they are pastors. Now we all we all did that. We all did that. Or you, or you go to dad and you complain about mom. My mom's tripping. You know, we got parents. Be careful of them games. Amen. But I always remember, you know, we would do that with with mom, you know, because mom was a little bit softer. Mom was a mom, you know, and that's what moms are. And that's what they do. They help ease the blows when the father has to be the heavy hand. And I'd go to mom sometimes. She'd say, hey, listen to your father. I'm gonna let that marinate because some moms don't do that. Some moms go to the kids and go, he did what? Well, I'll talk to him. And we undermine. We undermine. And then you wonder why your kids are off the hook. It ain't ADHD, baby. It is no authority in the home. Look at your neighbor and say, ouch. Ouch. So, you know, you got to be careful about that. You know, I, mean, I understand there's times when, you know, you listen to your kids and we're not saying advocating a father being a mean dad. But moms, there are times where you've got to teach the kids. That's the authority, mijo. Listen to your father. Now, why is this a lesson that we learn from the schoolyard that translates into not today's day and age and as adults is because I still find myself having to be an echo to that to people in the church and that is listen to your father don't listen to what you think is right don't listen to your experiences well i feel that i don't need church to worship god hey listen to your father well i don't think tithing is for today hey hey listen to your father Well, I don't believe just because he he doesn't serve God doesn't mean I can't date him. Listen to your father. Well, I I think that premarital sex is outdated. You know, we're not living in the Stone Age. If you love a person, you should be able to have sex with them. Hey, listen to your father. Are you tracking with me yet? We've still got to learn how to listen to our Father. Even when they tell us, hey, gay gay marriage is is the right thing, we've got to still go, ah, listen to the Father. Now, I know there are a lot of churches and a lot of Christians going, well, we'll have to, being like the mom, Well, we're going to deal with that Father. No, we've got to listen to God the Father. Even when they tell us, it's okay to do certain things in our society. We've got to go back to the book and listen to the father. Even when they tell us, you know, well, I don't I don't believe in praying in tongues. Ah, listen to the father. I don't think I need to do listen to the father. Let me take you now to second Kings chapter three, nine through 20, because if there's anything we need now in this day and age that you should have learned as a child, that is you need to listen to your father. Now, I know some of us grew up with a dad that we shouldn't have listened to. Some of us grew up and we had to get away from a dad because he wasn't a father. He, he might have he been the DNA source we came from, but he wasn't a father. I don't want you to hear it through those ears. I want you to hear it through the ears of God, your heavenly father. You might not have had an earthly dad that cared about you. You might not have had an earthly dad that was there for you. But you know what you got as a grown adult, as a person sitting in this church right now? You have a heavenly father that loves you more than life itself. He loves you, man. He loves you. And I love what John chapter 10, 10 says in the message Bible. He came, he sent his son Jesus to come to give you life more abundantly. And it says in the message to give you a better life than you could ever dream of. That's the father you serve. But I got to get you to listen to him because we don't we want to listen to other things. We want to listen to our own internal voice. We want to listen to our flesh. If it feels good, do it. We want to listen to what makes sense. And let me tell you something, even though we have brains and we're supposed to use them and God has given us sense so that we can live a good godly life. There are sometimes what God asks us to do contradicts with what makes sense. But in those times, we still have to listen to the father. It was a time my wife and I and our family had our had our kids in private school. You've heard me talk about this before, lived in a gated community. Drove our dream cars in a great church family. Everything was going great. And God says, I want you to leave there. And I want you to move back to California where you'll have no job, where there'll be no private school for your kids. And you'll have to start all over again. I thank God that as a child, I learned to listen to my father. And people, if there's anything you get out of being a member of this church, I pray that as you learn to discern the voice of your father. Because your father isn't always going to tell you things that 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 seem good to your flesh. He's not always going to give you the easy road, but he's going to give you the best road for where your destination is. And it doesn't always make sense to the natural mind, to the senses But if you learn how to discern your father's will, your father's voice, you will make it through anything that you face. Your marriage will get better. Your kids will come back to the Lord. You'll make it to where you need to go. There's not a bill in the in the world that will stop you. Financial problems won't stop you. Disease, sickness. Listen, in everything you're doing, God will make a way. And I want to read this to you as I close here in 2 Kings chapter 3, 9 through 20. It's a story of three kings that came together here. Verse 9 says this. You can read it on the screen there. It says, so the king of Israel went with the king of Judah and the king of Edom. And they marched on the roundabout route seven days. And there was no water for the army, nor for the animals that followed them. And the king of Israel said, alas... For the Lord of God has called these three kings together to deliver them into the hand of the evil Moab. But Jehoshaphat said, listen, is there no prophet of the Lord here that we can inquire of the Lord by him? Jehoshaphat had enough sense to go, we need to listen to our father. Let me just keep going. So one of the servants of the king of Israel answered and said, Elisha, the son of Shaphat is here who poured water on the hands of Elijah. And Jehoshaphat said, The word of the Lord is with him. So the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat and the king of Edom went down to him. Then Elisha said to the king of Israel, What have I to do with you? Go to the prophets of your father and the prophets of your mother. But the king of Israel said to him, No, for the Lord has called these three kings together to deliver them into the hand of Moab. And listen, verse 14, and Elijah said, As the Lord of hosts lives before whom I stand, surely were it not that I regard the presence of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, I would not even look at you guys nor see you. Verse 15, but now bring me a musician. And then it happened. When the musician played, the hand of the Lord came upon him. This is why we do praise and worship in church, folks. The hand of the Lord came upon him, and he said, Thus says the Lord. Make this valley full of ditches. For thus says the Lord, you shall not see wind nor shall you see rain, yet that valley shall be filled with water so that you, your cattle, and your animals may drink. Verse 18, and this is a simple matter in the sight of the Lord. He also will deliver the Moabites into your hand. Also you shall attack every fortified city and every choice city, and you shall cut down every good tree and stop up every spring of water and ruin every good place of land with stones. Verse 20, and now it happened in the morning when the grain offering was offered that suddenly water came by way of Edom and the land was filled with water. Folks, this is a miraculous thing happening right here. Three kings are about to die and their armies. But what do they have enough sense to do? Get the voice of God. Get the word of God. See, somebody must have taught these kings when they're just little chamacos, man, running around the kingdom. Listen to your father. Listen to your father. See, in times of adversity, don't freak out. Don't call all your friends. Oh, my gosh, what are we going to do? Learn how to find the voice of God. And this is why I say this. Man, when you're going through stuff, that's not the time to stop going to church. When you get in arguments with your spouse, when you're going through with your kids, and then I hear it all the time. Hey, where you been? I've just been going through stuff. Fool, that's exactly why you should be here. When things are rough, when things are tough, we've got to learn how to run to the voice of God. Amen? So don't trip when somebody comes in here with a hangover. They're in the right place. They're in the right place. They come in here smelling like weed. Oh, my gosh. what? Are, they're, no, they're in the right place. Because where else are they going to get out of that situation? So they come in here with hangovers, smelling like weed, cussing a little bit. They're in the right place because God is going to speak to them and get them out of that stuff. Come on, you know it's You Give God a hand clap. I've been to churches. You bring somebody like that to church. Oh, my gosh. What are are they doing here? Who is that? Why are you? What's his deal? Grab their handbags. No, listen, we've got to have an understanding. That at the times when it's darkest, we need the voice of God. And in times of adversity, listen to your father. That's what we learn from that. These kings had enough sense to do that, okay? Let me point to another thing right here that, that, that helped in this story. It says here that, that uh, um, when the kings didn't know where to go, they were saying, "Who is there a prophet? Who can we get To help us discern the voice of God. It's interesting that they they said, oh, listen, there's a guy that used to pour water on the hands of Elijah. Let's get him. You see, people, we're big about serving here. I always challenge you. Listen, don't just be a Christian that comes to church. Find a place to serve. Do something. Come do an outreach. Get involved. Why? Because it's through serving. Listen, it's through serving that you learn and get closer to the voice of God. So when nobody in the kingdom, none of the armies knew what to do, they looked for the guy that was the man. Look what his job was. The Bible says he poured water. He washed Elijah's hands. It wasn't it wasn't a lofty position. He wasn't the associate pastor. He wasn't the senior guy. He wasn't the head of this. He wasn't the father of that. You know what he was? He was an usher. He was a sound guy. He was Rob Brown. Come on, somebody. Doing the thing that nobody else wanted to do. What was his claim to fame? He washed the prophet's hands. How degrading is that kind? You can't wash your own hands? It's lazy man of God. Can you see Elijah coming in? Oh, that was a tough meeting. I'm done. (laughs) A little little more so. Can you see? I mean, think about that. Can you see that? You can't wash your own hands. But you know what? He had some sense. If I just serve, if I learn to serve... If I make it about helping the man of God, helping the church, helping people, then I will get what's coming to me. He said, well, how does that work? I want you to understand this. You can write this down. God is close to those that tend to his business. And when you need to hear the voice of God, find somebody that's been in God's business. Be careful, Rob. People are going to be coming for you to pray for him after service. I'm going to say, who needs prayer? Y'all are going to run over to Rob. Amen. That won't be a bad thing. It won't be a bad thing when you see how this guy serves, when you see how P-Ray serves, when you see how some of these guys serves, Eddie serves, and these people that are serving, they're close to the heart of God, so guess what? God's voice is going to be close to them. I don't understand people that call themselves Christians and they just go to church. They don't do nothing. They don't serve. They don't pick up something. They don't give. They don't do these things. But yet, when we go through things, we need the voice of God. I understand why you don't have it. You ain't about the Father's business. But get involved in something, and you're going to begin to see the voice of God coming. amen. Amen? You know, for our missions team, I'm almost done. For our missions team, what we've been doing to get them ready is I've been having them post something from their devos every day. And I read these devos and I'm like, my God, God is speaking to them. My God, God just ministered to me through Miss Avila over there from something she posted yesterday. I'm like, Ooh, that's the voice of God. You want to know why the voice is all of a sudden beginning to amplify for these people that are stepping out and going on a missions trip? Because when you make God's business your business, he makes your business his business. And so when they needed a word, who did they look for? Not a prophet, not a pastor, somebody that was serving. Are you catching this today? Let me keep going. I'm almost done. So number three, third thing I want you to get from that story is this. God will sometimes use a prophetic word to create faith, action, so that he can bring breakthrough by bypassing the mind. The reason it's so important that we listen to the father is because the father will sometimes tell you things to do things that don't make sense in the natural. See, that is the key to supernatural living. And this is why most Christians, they don't live there, because we want to live by what makes sense. And sometimes God will ask you to do things that don't make sense. How many know what I'm talking about? It don't make sense for you to pay a thousand, two thousand dollar pledge when you got needs in your life. It don't make sense when you're struggling to say, hey, God, I'm going to take I know I'm struggling, but I'm going to give this to the church or I'm going to go here and I'm going to do these. things." That don't make sense. What makes sense is, well, you got needs. Why don't you meet your own needs first and then do that? God says, no, that might make sense, but that's not what I'm requiring. And we've got to know his voice enough So we can discern what he's asking us to do. So we can discern what God is telling us to do. Because there may be something that is the key to your healing, to your breakthrough, to your next job. But you're not going to get there through a way that makes sense. You're going to get there through obedience to the Father. So in the story here, the kings gather together. They need a breakthrough. And here's what the, the voice of the Father says. Dig some holes. I'm going to fill them with water. What the heck is he smoking? Since when does digging a bunch of holes produce water? And the mind starts going, well, maybe they dug wells. Maybe they were digging way down. No, it just said holes, ditches, basically. Ditches. He said, fill this whole area up with ditches God's sending water. You know what's even crazier? The Bible doesn't say rain came because that would even make sense to us. Okay, it's going to get ready to rain. God's God's telling us to dig ditches because rain is going to fall And the ditches. God thought he didn't do it that way. You know what God did? He caused a flash flood to come in from Edom. Just one day, all of a sudden, water just and floods the valley. No scientific reason. Wasn't a storm. Wasn't hurricane winds that blew it in. You know what it was? God, the father. But you know what unlocked it? The people hearing the voice of God and acting on the voice of God. You know what those three kings could have did? They could have said, Elisha, you are crazy. You are smoking crack. We are not going to take all of our men are thirsty already. You know how hard it is to dig ditches? You want to get my thirsty, tired army? We're about to go to war and you're going to try to tell me I need to put them out there digging ditches. Forget it. You've been washing too many hands, fool. They could have said that, but they didn't. They had enough sense. Listen to listen to the father. My prayer is that you today will listen to the father. Maybe he's trying to tell you something that don't make a lot of sense, but, you know, he's telling it. you know, he's in it. Do it. I've seen this happen in my life so many times, even as you know, as as we've come to plant this church. But it was a couple years ago. It was a couple years ago we were going through a trying time. And every year, because the life of of ministry can be very difficult, I try to do something special for our family on vacation, period. I set my faith. And listen, if I can believe God for thousands of dollars to go to the nations, if I can believe God for money to do ministry and all these things, then I can believe God to provide a vacation for my kids. And that's what we do every year. But it doesn't always come easy. It doesn't always come easy. i got to fit it here. got to fit it there. And, and, and I had an invitation to go uh, and minister in a church in Orange County. And it's a very small congregation. They had just started. I think it was their year anniversary. So not very, not very large at all. But I thought, okay, they're bringing me down. Let me bring my family, and we're going to go to Disney. You know, and, 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 and anybody who has gone to Disney knows the days of a $40 Disney ticket are over, baby. They, though, they don't cost $40 no more. It's $120, I think, per person, per day, you know? I know if Jessica was here, she could correct me or tell me that you, that's about right, huh? Rob says it's about right, about 120 a day. So I got five people in my family, okay? So do the math. And that's without buying a $10 hot dog. Come on, somebody. <laughs> you know, I got to feed them. We got to do the drinks, you know? Uh, you know, we, we can't do like, I mean, remember when you grew up. You took tacos, and you ate them in the parking lot, eh, amen? Anybody else do that, too? We would go to Great America, and, and, and we would make burritos in the morning. And we, we weren't getting hamburgers with the rest of the kids. Mijo, it's 1 o'clock. Let's go, let's go have lunch. We're back in the, in the parking lot eating our burritos, man. And you say, that's cool, but, man, did I just want a corn dog. I just wanted to be like the other kids. Come on, I don't want some cotton candy, man. Anyways, I'm taking you down the wrong path. Help me out on the keys here. so. I, but but, but just, to, just to give you my story. So, you know, I said, we're going to go and we're just going to. And, and we, I think we had enough money to, like, just really get in the gates. And we were believing that God was going to uh, do some things. And like I said, it was a small church. And I knew they were going to give me a love offering. or whatever. So I said, oh, whatever they give, we'll, we'll put towards the, the, the time at Disney. And I was really kind of not stressing, but just believing. God, you're going to provide. God, you're going to provide. And I'll never forget. We stopped at a rest stop uh, near Fresno off of the I-5 there, and we went in bathroom break and everything like that. And uh, my wife and I noticed this couple, and they were they looked they were real dirty. They weren't weren't homeless. They're were just you know travelers that had gone through a tough time and stuff, and and they were arguing. They were just going at it. And it was it wasn't just like you know nice arguing. It was hood arguing. You know what I'm talking about? Like most people can have an argument and it doesn't get all crazy it's just like you know whatever you know you just got to give an attitude but then there's hood arguing where arms are waving people are getting called stupid necks are snapping <laughs> names are being it was like dang you know y'all take take that in your car you know it's a whole other message right there but but this was going on so we were looking at that and i was like man so uh, we got back to the car. She was like, did you see that couple? I said, yeah. She goes, well, I heard that, you know, she's mad at him because they're stranded. They spent all their money to, to get a bus ticket and, uh, uh, and, and they're stranded. They don't have any money to eat. And I was like, I looked at her. She goes, we need to give them something. I said, absolutely. I said, let's go find out what it is they need and what the situation is. And let's sow into them. And I'm believing that as we sow, God's going to do something for us on this trip. I mean, I saw it as an opportunity. So my wife goes over, and she's talking to him, and she sits him down. The girl starts to cry. She says, we're trying to get back to uh, Texas, and we, we went on this whole thing, and it didn't work out. We had a job offer. So now we're trying to get back. But she's like, but my stupid husband, <laughs> she said that, but my stupid husband didn't plan any money for us to eat. So we have two more uh, uh, days on this road, and we can't get anything to eat, so we're just asking somebody to buy us a cheeseburger inside. So I can't remember the details, but my wife went over and she gave them some money and she said, hey, let's get you guys something to eat. And we, we I don't know, it was like 20, 40 bucks or something like that. We said, this is for the next time. So this will get you through the, the, the whole trip. And they were super thankful. My wife got back to the car. She goes, yeah, that was a blessing to him. I said, let's pray right now because I feel like that was a key. We did something uncommon. To, we heeded the voice of the father And God's going to provide for us on this trip. So we prayed right there. I said, kids, you watch. God's going to provide. That was our seed for what's going to happen. Now, remember, this is uncommon because we're we're strapped. We ain't got money for some dirty folk. Come on. That we don't know. We ain't got money for you. I'm trying to get my family to get a good time here. We ain't got, we ain't got, I got to deal with mine. See, that makes sense. That makes sense. We all have been there. But what is the voice of the father saying? The voice of the father said to me, you help them, I'll help you. Bottom line, this is what I heard. So it was like, oh, babe, but yeah. I was like, yes, yes, God. She went out there, dealt with them, prayed with them, ministered to them. And then we got back in the car. We came into agreement with my kids. We said, okay, God, thank you. You're going to provide for us. Long story short, we got to that church, ministered the word of God. And, and, and during the service, the pastor st- steps up before he gives me the mic. And he says, listen, before you go on, I got something the Lord told me to do. I was like, oh, man. He said, the Lord told me to just this. your kids up here. He got kids lined up, you know. He said, the Lord told me to give each of you $100. Boom. And he just broke them off $100 each. Boom. And my kids were like, what the heck? <laughs> While my wife and I are crying on the front row. We're just like, dang. Thank God for the voice of God. But even more, thank God that we have enough sense and have enough knowledge and we serve God enough to know his voice. The reason it brings me to tears is because that was about my kids. And God did for my kids what I couldn't have done. We would have been, we would have been eating corn dogs up in, you know, we've been buying McDonald's on the way into Disney and don't complain, at least we're here, you know. <laughs> but God made sure, whoo, you know what they did? We were able to go into the Disney that day. They ate good. They each took home a toy. You know, that's a whole nother thing. Amen. Maybe charging you 30 bucks for a plushed animal. But you know, what? it was like, get it because that's from God. Stand on your feet today. Amen. Done enough crying all day. Praise God. I can't even blame Cheeto. Amen. He ain't even here today him and Norma are on vacation. Keep them in your prayers. They're going to Disney this week, taking Caleb for the first time. And Norma's translating with Evelyn at the Women of Faith Conference. But listen, hear the voice of God. Hear the voice of God. Listen to your father. If he tells you you don't need to be hanging out with him, folks, don't hang out with them. If he tells you you need to change, change whatever he's asking you to do before I pray for you right now, I want to pray for uh, my brother Vince right now. This is a great time in the number, in the, in the uh, season of our church. Right now, we have a missionary in another country, Amanda. I can't tell you where it is yet. When she gets back, she'll have plenty of pictures. Did y'all see the picture she posted? She gave us a little clue. She's near the Atlantic. All right, that's all I could say. I know where she's at, but I'm sworn to secrecy. When she gets back, Uh, She'll share about it. But she's in another country off the coast of the Atlantic. My brother is getting ready to leave this week on Wednesday to teach uh, Bible school students in the Dominican Republic where his wife is. And so from this church this week, we'll have people in two different nations. I think that's awesome. I just... Listen, you've got to have a heart for the world. That's, that's God's business. So we're going to be blessing him with an offering. But let's also just right now just, just pray for him. Just extend your hand to him. Father, I just thank you, Lord, that as Vince goes this week, he doesn't just go in his own strength and is under his own anointing. He goes under the covering of this house and under the blessing of the prayers of the people that will be with him as he teaches the word, Father, as he imparts life to those Bible school students, Lord God. We send them right now with the protection of the house with the blessing of the house and the power of the house as he goes. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Now I just want to pray for you that you just continue to, as you continue to walk in the things of God this week, I want to pray for you. Father, we just ask right now, we covered a lot of ground, let us return to the messages of our fathers, Lord God. Our messages on the schoolyard, Father, that help us to listen our Father, which is you. Help us to serve to get your ear. Help us, to, help us to know how to discern when you're giving us instruction so that we can have the breakthrough. Father, I thank you there's nothing anybody in here is facing that you can't get them out of if they'll just listen to your directions, your voice. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen last thing I want to pray for, uh, Sonia, I got a, a, report from the doctor, uh, about Daniel and it's a negative report. They're, they're afraid of some things that are happening in his body and da- Daniel's body. And most of you know, Daniel's fought leukemia, cancer, all these things God has brought him through. And now they're doing tests and we're not, I'm, I, you know, we're believing God that if he's got to go through another bout of this, God's going to be with him. And also be with Sonia. I know this has been a tough thing for her and her family. So could you just extend a hand? And you guys that are around her, just put a hand on her shoulder right there. Father, we just pray right now for Sonia and her son Daniel. Lord, there's been so much that has come at this young man that he has came through. And we pray in the name of Jesus that you would cover him, that you would heal him, that you would fight for him and fight for Sonia as he deals with this sickness, Lord God. We believe you for a miracle. Father, we pray for the voice of God to guide that family through this time. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. How many believe God can do it? Amen. Well, God bless you. Enjoy your first Sunday of football season stick around. I believe uh, uh, the the, the tailgate lunch is getting set over there. And if some of you could help us break up chairs and pull out the tables, we're just going to have a good time of fellowship. God bless you guys. Amen. And thank you again for my birthday blessing. There is some cake on the way out. Amen. So make sure you have some of that. God bless.